Frames and flops, we's back, boy. Yeah, it's been a while, and I hope y'all noticed something. I sound a little different. Your boy done got a little, little money, so I bought me a nice little microphone, so I might sound a little bit clearer for y'all. So, hey, if, if it sound good, let me know. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We're trying to step. We're trying to step the game up. Like I said, 2022. Oh Lord, 2022 <laughs> is gonna be the year of gaming, and that's real. So this week it's gonna be short and sweet because this game doesn't lead into a lot of uh, how should I say narrative discussion, but it's a good game nonetheless with its issues, and we're gonna talk about those, but. Grind to oh no, I mean grind Grand Turismo 7. <laughs> You'll understand why I say grind Turismo very shortly, trust me. But yeah, the, the PlayStation exclusive, the legacy game, uh, is seventh iteration, maybe more, but in the mainline series, it's, it's the seventh one, and uh, it's 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 something so. Like I said earlier, there is not much of a narrative to discuss, but I'll just go over some of the game modes and what you can do in each one of those. And then I'll talk about how the game plays, how it feels, and then I'll give my uh, my thoughts, the, the, the real straight up raw. Uh, I'm winging this one because I'm just happy to be talking on this brand new mic. <laughs> Anywho, so... Gran Turismo is a racing game for those that don't know and is they are marketing it as the ultimate racing sim and that is not a a, a statement that they've made up it's, it's the real deal compared to other racing games I've played uh, it, it lives up to that <sighs> but let me let me not jump the gun okay here we go so really you you race that's that's what the game is about it's about racing but they have it set up to where it's very interactive and you have to engage in different modes to really get the full experience of the game and the main game mode that you're going to be playing through in this game is called the cafe uh, it's uh say where the the cool hipster low-key people go to and just sip coffee and espresso and chai lattes and all that nonsense and talk cars and um this is where you'll mainly be getting mission well not missions but you'll get objectives to do to uh you you'll start earning your your money your in-game currencies and your reputation and unlocking cars by doing these specific races and at the same time which is pretty cool you will learn about very you know very different types of cars because you you don't come out the gate just driving what you want you got to uh you got to play and engage in in various types of cars so for example you'll be driving cars exclusively made in japan and then you'll go and do races and drive cars specifically in Europe. Your, your European cars, same thing for America and Australia. And at the same time, you'll keep going back to these different countries and driving cars made in those countries. 
but the type of car will change the 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 uh how the the drivetrain for example or the 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 drive so it'll be front wheel drive cars or a rear i i cannot say that y'all know i can't talk by now rear rear driven <laughs> vehicles like like a normal car where, where where you're getting your power from the rear tires uh then you got the four by fours then you got um you once you get to america you can get into some of the muscle cars and then they it's just uh, all kinds of different cars that you'll learn about if you don't know and is what's pretty pretty cool about it is you'll get a nice little history lesson it'll take maybe two minutes and they'll explain how to say for example the the type of car say nissan the the nissan z how those types of cars were developed and the first year they came out and how they changed the game and how now they've con are considered one of the the cars to be you know driving around in to be cool in uh, so it's, it's, it's real engaging and you get a lot of history and I, I think they did a, a damn good job with that while you do these cafe quests you'll unlock different areas uh, or game modes that you can interact with so you start with the, the cafe then you will unlock missions where it's essentially just little challenges that you can do uh, say you can they'll tell you that you have to pass a, a certain amount of cars without touching them you know what i mean so you got to kind of put your skills to the test and it's just that it's not a full race uh or to make this make this curve in this tunnel without touching the wall or um eventually drag racing and i'll get into that later um but different little things like that that you can do and it's just little one-off things and you can play them over and over and over again and and earn you know whether it's bronze silver gold medals or how well you do it um and that's pretty cool another area that you unlock is the showroom and this is where you see some of the the, the big names the 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 more luxurious cars where you can buy uh so bentley and the audis and your bmws things of that nature and then sometimes you'll get a, a message to say, hey, you've been invited to come in, check out the showroom and buy one of these exclusive cars, you know, and uh, the, the price tag, it really does represent real life if you catch my drift. So, <laughs> so you know, one of these, uh, a Bentley is going to cost you, depending on which one you get, a million in-game currency. Uh <laughs> and so on and so forth and it, it pushes you there with this this little showroom pushes people to their uh their microtransaction to where you're actually starting to spend real life dollars to get this in-game currency to buy these vehicles and it's 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 a point of contention and we'll we talk about that later but let me let me stay on let me stay in my lane uh, escapes so this is a, a cool feature to where you can get in your car that you have in your garage uh, whatever car you want to get in and then you can go and set a scene whether it's you are in some place in europe 
some places in America, whatever the case may be, and then different places in that country or that region. Uh, set it at a, at nighttime. Set it with rain. Uh, you can have your avatar driver standing outside the car. Uh, you can have it to where you taking a still picture, or or you can make it look like it's uh, your car's racing by the, the the camera and you snapped it and it's kind of a, a blur effect it's pretty dope so you know you can take some nice pictures and then end up having something that you can use as a screensaver pretty cool feature um and after that and you can have of course there's your garage it's pretty self-explanatory it's all the cars that you've either bought or you've earned there that's the way you go and select those to, to drive in certain races or to do whatever you want to do and also, you can use your garage to change out parts that you've bought for that car. Pretty straightforward. And you can also get, <laughs> they have little roulette type of things in your garage after you do certain things. And it sucks because most of the times the prize you get is some weak stuff. <laughs> you'll see a car a big old pile of the other game currency or a car part and then a little pile of, little, of, of the quote-unquote money most of the time it's gonna land on, on that little pile of money or that car part that you don't want to use because it's gonna be for specifically for a car that you really don't even want so yeah and then they have a used car lot and it's pretty cool so the inventory of what they have on a lot, it, it changes out, it rotates. So you're not going to be able to just see a car that you want and say, well, I'm going to save up and go buy it. You you kind of you got to keep your eye out because it, it could be here today and going tomorrow. Uh, and what's also cool is it actually has the miles on the car. So you'll see, damn, this car has so many, you know, 40,000 miles on it. <laughs> um, because that does affect your you're racing is that's how deep it gets uh and i've i've used the, the used car a lot a couple of times just to uh get cars i needed for specific races so it's it's a cool little feature and then they have the online mode uh i have not even bothered with it because i didn't get this game to race people online i had different plans for this game and being online is not one of them but I did just kind of click on it just to see how it's set up the interface and is I do think it's cool is that they have some 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 rules of engagement before you hop in as far as saying hey don't don't try to run people off the road don't intentionally try to bump into people and and get you know past past cars by being a jerk so they that's I think that's pretty cool that they even put that out there to try to make it a a uh, a friendly environment a a uh, a sportsman like if i can say that type of environment i think that's cool that they did that uh, another little mode that you can interact act with is the licenses so in order to even participate in certain races or grand tours you have to um have a license so the licenses start from you, you get a B national license and then an A national license. And then after that, you go international B and then international A. And then there's the top of the line license. I forget the name. I forget the name of it, but you you have to do those to to do certain races. And 
at first I was annoyed by him, but once I kind of just accepted it for what it was and understood that actually it is making you better because it's short little things that you have to do. For example, the very first license test you have to pass is stopping. And it may seem simple, but you have to try to get up to speed, but stop and keep control of your car because I'll talk about this later. The the driving mechanics of this game is is, is very uh, close to close to real life as it can be with a doggone controller in your hand. So once I kind of accepted that, hey, I need to do this, but I'm actually gaining something from it. it it's a cool little thing. So um, I'm still working through that, but it's, it's cool. Uh, and then, of course, you got a tuning shop, and the name says it all. You you go to this shop, and then you'll buy parts so you can get a new exhaust or uh, bore out your motor or put some new um, pistons in, just, you know, lower your suspension or put a, a racing suspension, drop the weight of your vehicle to make it a little faster, buy specific tires that you need, uh, computer parts, the nitrous, uh, all that type of stuff, differentials. It's uh it's pretty slick, but that's pretty much the the gist of how you can interact with the game. Uh, of course, then there's the 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 GT Sport part. I forgot about that. Is you know you can actually customize your car, so you can change the paint, add some decals, put a wing on it, put some different rims on it. Um, you can wash the car, <laughs> wash the car, and um do some maintenance, get some oil changes. Like I said, you remember I said how they have miles on your used cars. You, you got, you got to maintain your car to, uh, for it to perform well. So it's, it's nice. It's pretty cool. So with all that being said, the mechanics in the systems. So every car has what they call a PP score. And this is performance points. And you can increase that, that PP score by upgrading your car. So you can get a car that's rated at 350 PP. Uh, and that's pretty much a jalopy. But say you add a, uh, a, a, a intake, a, a cold air intake, and you get a better suspension and you drop the weight, your PP score might go up to 400. And then it's considered better. And then for some races, they have a recommended PP score for you to even compete. So you got to keep track of that PP score and understand where you are and what you need to do to make it better. Especially if you want to use this car that you like in certain races. Uh, and I mentioned earlier, there's a currency, just CR, that's what they call it. Uh, credits, currency, whatever, whatever it is. And you pretty much get that from doing races, getting um, getting your licenses, passing those tests, and all that good stuff. And that's just what you use to buy parts, to buy cars. And <laughs> you can actually just skip all that and drop some real life bread in the PlayStation Network store and get as many as you want. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, and then there's a collector score. And this is a key mechanic in the game. So the collector score is you get that from doing challenges from the cafe 
and earning cars. And that's really the only way that you eventually unlock some of these other missions and modes that I talked about earlier. And it really got to a slog for me once I hit um, collect the score 10. After that, it, it, it started slowing down for me. And I was frustrated because what I wanted to do most in the game was lock behind a dog on this this collect the score but that's that's key and you can you can skip the grind by buying high-end cars see what see what see where this is going how i keep mentioning money <laughs> so just keep that in mind as, as i close this out and as far as how this thing feels, man, that the driving is the real deal. And that's what really keeps me wanting to play the game because every car feels different. Every race is different. How the track feels, uh, the weather. I mean, you'll have a, a wet track that's going to affect it. Um, the, the terrain. So if you happen to run off the track and, and you get in grass or you get in some sand, or some just some dirt. It's it's all different, and with the dual sense, again, it, it really it, it's really showing how valuable of a of an interface this this controller is. Because <laughs> see, all right, especially y'all from Charleston. If y'all been on the Don Hope Bridge or hell on on the, on the Ravenel Bridge, and you driving through pretty much most bridges anyway, but this I'm, I'm i'm from the little country y'all know what i'm talking about and you driving you driving say you on 526 yeah think about 526 it's real bad they got those expansion joints and you driving and it's do-doom 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 you can feel that in the controller and man that it, it just it really gets you immersed in this thing and and that's that's why i i love this this system and this game is maximizing this technology and that's what's dope about it and so say for example when you breaking you you pulling the trigger to to break but you're getting a lot of tension and it's 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 real it's real life or if you try to slam on it you're gonna lose control of your car and same thing with accelerating i had to learn how to really to understand that it's you don't want to just slam it down because you just you're not gonna have good control and it, it it show it it correlates into the game what you see and how you, how you playing so you really get immersed in this thing and and that's pretty dope so with that out the way the cons <laughs> this Gran Turismo Seven is an is a dope is a dope ass game but. I was under the impression that I would be able to engage in this game the way I wanted to without being forced to do everything else just to do one thing that they kind of sold like it was a, a a separate game mode. And in my head, I can understand grinding to unlock cars like, hey, hey you want to get these cars? You got you got to play the game, cool. Or you know you want to get 
some high-end parts in the tuning shop. I got you. Grind it out and you'll get it eventually. Or cosmetics. Say you want that candy paint. And and it's another thing I don't agree in in the order that you allow because you you get to buy freaking uh, a a new transmission and and racing brakes and and all kinds of stuff from the very beginning, but you got to play the game for a while before you can even go into the to the the sports shop and change the paint on the car. Like, bro, how the hell can I I tune up a car but I just can't simply change the paint? But that's again. <sighs> You, you have to grind up that collector score just to play different game modes. But, and I'm guilty of it, and I thought I wouldn't do it. I dropped 20 bones to get some of that uh, in-game currency. So I can buy a high-end car to just boost up my game, uh, that, that collector score, just so I can drag race. And that's what a lot of people are mad about. So this game was rated pretty high when it first came out because the big-time reviewers, when they got their review get, their review copy, they, Polyphony Digital, Polyphony Studios, they didn't have the the transactions in the game so they they couldn't interact with that <laughs> but when the game went live they flipped that switch and then how you interact with the game changes so a lot of people are upset about that because it's supposed to it's a full price game it's not a free-to-play game i can understand that this was a you know free-to-play live service game but this game was 70 dollars just for the regular version and i'm sure and i'm i believe it's a high-end version that costs more but you would expect that you could do a little bit more without unnecessary grind in a single-player game to just interact and engage with other game modes so it's 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 rough it's hard to put into words honestly um it's, it's it seems like a, a money grab for a game that's so polished they went kind of scummy and people will say oh well you you should have known they said the microtransactions going to be in the game but until you really experience it and and kind of hit a wall or especially if you are a legacy player and from what I've been seeing, it's just so different from what GT has been doing over the years. It's pretty, it's pretty shocking that a racing game that's full price is so bogged with trying to push people into paying real money to get things in the game. So that's the biggest con to me. It's the they've made a beautiful game, a very real to form game but I didn't get that. Could you try again? Oh Lord Siri was trying to damn answer my question for me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, an amazing game but the way that they've designed how you engage with it is is pretty weak. So that brings me to my rating 
and I'm conflicted on this one because this game is the car enthusiast dream racing simulator. So if you love cars, the history of cars and how cars are around the world, it's easy to suggest that you get this one. Um, you know, you can tune the car and especially with the, like I said, with the dual sense, the immersion and hell, imagine if you had one of them, the steering wheels with the pedals or, or even one of them bigger rigs that you can really sit down in and, and really be like you driving the car. That's it. It's, 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 it's top tier S tier, but. With the way that they've made the game to be so microtransaction heavy, it's hard to say that the game is some fire because it is. The game itself is fire, but it's just it's just a little scummy, a little scummy. But um, I, I, I would recommend the game if you really love racing. But you just understand what you're getting yourself into. That you're going to have to either grind or drop some money. And um, <laughs> we leave it at that. It's some fire, but with an asterisk. <laughs> Anywho, on to the news. Uh, pretty weak on the news, honestly. Uh, HBO Max is getting a shuffle feature. And I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh, you know, to see how well their, their algorithm is. It's only, uh, from what I read, a, you know, a select amount of TV shows that you can shuffle. But I want to see how their algorithm picks up on what I've been watching and what will they try to curate for me on a shuffle. So speaking of streaming services, Netflix, they really are talking about cracking down on password sharing. And that's going to be a problem for me because I... Uh, I have made it a point to make sure that my father has access to my Netflix account and he has fallen in love with that. And he is the countryest of country, hardworking men and technology is not his thing. But that man loves some movies and some TV shows when he's not in the yard or working. He'll sit down and watch the movies all doggone day and he'll watch some off the wall stuff. I'm telling you, he's one of them dads that will watch sci-fi channel <laughs> or TNT and watch bootleg looking type of movies but yeah I, I, I that's going to be a problem and I really don't understand how the hell they can really crack down on that say I'm traveling and I start logging in on different IP addresses because I'm in different hotels or I'm staying with relatives I mean what well, I, I, I can't log in nowhere else but my house and they, they got to recognize my home IP address I don't know how they're going to do that but We'll see if they start tripping and I'm not paying for two accounts. I'll tell you that much, but my dad is going to have my damn, my account long as long as I can help it. But anywho, memory of the week. So I mentioned how um, this game would be dope with a, uh, one of them steering wheels or one of them big racing rigs that people have. I just started thinking about, other um peripherals that games have used over the years and i i was curious to know what you know what other people 
their first experience using peripherals other than a controller or inputs for video games. So for me, I'm, you know, mid thirties. Uh, I used the light gun on the Nintendo for duck hunt. And then after that, I had one of the little steering wheels for the Dreamcast on uh, crazy for, for crazy taxi. And after that, I really didn't use anything else. Um, by that point, I just gave me control and I'm done. I think I played with rock band and Best Buy. Me and my boy Twan would do that. <laughs> we would just go to Best Buy sometimes and just mess with the uh, the rock band station they had set up. But other than that, I haven't used anything. So tell, tell me in the comments, when is the first time y'all use a peripheral other than a controller for gaming? I think that'll be a good discussion. So... Wrapping this up right around 30 minutes, uh, a little bit longer than I thought, but hey, that's, 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 you know, when, when you get passionate about stuff, you start talking, <laughs> hey, but hey, as always, I appreciate y'all listening, supporting, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend and tell a friend, we're going to try to keep this content coming for y'all and uh, try to increase this quality, but uh, y'all be good, be blessed. Be safe. Till the next time, Frames and Flops, we out. Thank you all for tuning in to Frames and Flops. Bye-bye. <laughs>